episode 52 of the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis, Relentless Productivity. So here we are, and good to be here. It's Friday night in London town. Everyone else is out partying and drinking and dancing and laughing and having lots of fun, except me. And I am sitting in my little attic room above Shaftesbury Avenue, just over the road from CD Soho. And I'm recording this podcast for you because that's the kind of guy I am. And Friday is the day that the podcast comes out. Now, apologies for not getting this out earlier. Actually, to hell with that, not apologies. I'm getting it out now. That's good enough. But the reason I didn't get it out earlier in the day was because I was traveling up uh, the country from Cornwall, where I was staying for a week with my mother. So I had a very nice week down in Cornwall uh, this week. Really, really good. Nice bit of sea air, very relaxing. Went down to Penzance, St. Ives, and some different places around Cornwall, which is a very beautiful part of the country, very rugged, uh, very, very different from the sort of metropolitan bars of London. And yeah, so then I got the train back up today, suitably refreshed and ready to get back into the fray of podcasting once more. But I am a little bit tired because I was sitting on the train for five hours or something like five hours. And it's weird because even though when you sit on a train, you're not actually doing anything except people watching, which I might talk about later or in another episode, uh, it's really tiring. I don't know why. Um, I came back to the apartment at about half three and I had a coffee and I did a couple of bits and pieces and then I had a nap because I was just wiped out. So there you go, the exciting world of Troy Francis, a little bit of an insight there. So what I wanted to talk about today is productivity, ironically enough, because it hasn't been a very productive day, but I wanted to talk about productivity and in particular relentless productivity and the reason that I called the podcast that is if you haven't if you weren't aware I have this week released a new book which is called relentless productivity and it the subtitle is seven renegade productivity hacks for insanely motivated entrepreneurs so that is relentless productivity Seven Renegade Productivity Hacks for Insanely Motivated Entrepreneurs. Now, this is my latest book. It's been in the works for a little while. I've been going backwards and forwards with the editor, uh, looking at the cover design, looking at the formatting, and so on and so forth. And it's now ready. But the exciting news is, on this occasion, for this release, the book is ready. It's published. It's a PDF. It's a hundred pages or thereabouts, so it's a decent length book that goes into a lot of detail, and I'll be talking you through that detail in a moment. But unlike my previous books, it is not available for sale anywhere. So if you want to get this book, and I can assure you that by the time we've got through this podcast, you are going to be desperate to get your hands on your copy then you need to join my email subscriber list. So I will leave the link to that in the description for this show. But essentially, what all I'm asking you to do is to sign up for my daily email list, which basically means that you have to put in your name and you put in your email address. It doesn't even have to be your real name, could be a fake name. 
entirely up to you, but put in your name and your email address, subscribe to my daily email, and then I will send you a free PDF of this book. Now, the only caveat to that is if you can, when you've subscribed, if you can just drop me a line on email to let me know that you subscribed and you want a copy of the book because I haven't automated it yet because I've only just, well, I've been had various other things on and the book's only just complete. So for the moment, when you subscribe, if you can just let me know that you want to get a copy of the book, um, I will then email you the PDF and happy days. We're all set. So as I say, basically I'm doing this as a what they call a lead magnet. So I'm giving the book away for free, even though really I could I could be selling it and I could be selling it for probably £40 or maybe even slightly more from my site. I'm giving it away for the moment because I want to increase subscribers to my email list because if you know about email lists, you'll know from an online business entrepreneurial point of view, the email list is really, really important. And so I'm looking, this is a way for me to hopefully increase that list, but also to give value to you at the same time. So instead of charging you £40 for this book, you're going to get it for free uh, in exchange for signing up for my daily email. Now, really, there's no catch to this because the daily email is also really, really valuable as well. I've been doing daily emails now since about April, so that's what April, May, June, July, August, September, yeah, five months, you know, it'll be coming up for half a year soon, and I know that the people on that email list get a ton of value from it, because basically every day I will send you, (coughs) excuse me, I will send you what is effectively a brand new article that is exclusive, that you can't get anywhere else and the article will normally be basically along the lines of the things that I discuss on this podcast so recently there's been a lot of content about building a personal brand there's been a lot of content about entrepreneurship about being location independent but also the content about dating as well how to get the results in your dating life that you want and really just how to live the life that you want not the life you think you should so how to stick it to the man how to say goodbye to your boss how to create a profitable personal brand business live where you like date who you like and basically have a fantastic time so when you sign up when you when you sign up to get the book Not only do you get the book, which is obviously incredible value in itself, you also get the value going forward from those daily emails as well. So it's really a win-win situation, I hope. And yeah, I'm really excited. And the thing is as well, um, I've been really busy recently because I finished the book. (coughs) I'm also working on my personal branding course, which will be ready pretty soon. But uh, that's taken me quite a long time uh, to sort out various bits and pieces. Um, Research has taken a long time. Researching the platform that I'm using, uh, looking at the whole construction of the thing. It's all taken a decent amount of time. But here we go. And um, it's going to be near, it's nearly ready. It's not going to be that much longer. But there has been a lot of work that's gone into that. So I was doing that, and that sort of took me away from thinking about this book, Relentless Productivity. And then when my editor came back with it, uh, my editor, Chad Chad Robertson, came back with the book 
Uh, I read it, obviously read through to make sure there were no mistakes or anything glaring that needed to be corrected as we were sort of going backwards and forwards. And I thought, actually, I'm really excited about this book. This is actually a really, really good book. I'm really glad that I've, I've put this together. And, you know, as I say, really, it's a bit of a steal to be giving this away as a lead magnet because what a lot of people do when they, they want to increase their email list, they want to do a lead magnet, they'll put together some sort of a PDF, but it'll be like 10 pages long. It'll be a cheat sheet, a list of you know, like a, a list of 10 things you should do, blah, blah, blah. This is a proper book. This is, as I say, over 100 pages. It goes into real depth. It talks about productivity, but it also talks about, you know, why do you need to be productive? Well, you need to be productive because if you want to live the kind of life that I think most of us listen, you know, you guys listening to the podcast and myself, you know, we want to live this life of freedom. We want to be, we want to get outside the mainstream, we want to do something a bit different. If you want to do that, then you've got to be productive. And the reason that I think I am qualified to write the book is that, you know, for better or worse, I have been really, really productive. So this year, I've written, I'm, you know, well now, put it this way, now on um, I've got 10 books, including this one, that are available to the public. So I've got that, I've got my blog, which I update on a daily basis, I've got this podcast, which I do every week. I've got my daily email that we just talked about. I've got Instagram. So if you go over to the gram and follow me there, and please do, because that's another platform I'm building, you'll see that I've got 1,500 subscribers now. That has 10 x since a couple of months ago with some help from uh, a guy called Craig Cooney, who's a very, very good uh, personal brand expert, uh, social media expert who's been helping me out with my Instagram. But I'm on that daily. I'm posting two to three times a day on that platform. I've also got YouTube as well and uh, Instagram stories. So I'm doing little bits of video as well. So the point is that's a hell of a lot of content that's been coming out. I'm a one-man band. I haven't got a big staff or anything like that. I haven't got an assistant at the moment. All I've got is myself, and then I work with Chad in the States for editing my books. I work with a cover designer that normally comes through him, actually, to produce the covers of the books. Uh, he does the formatting, and that's about it, really. But he is obviously a separate. He's a, a contractor. He's not a member of my staff or anything like that. So ultimately, I'm a one-man band. I'm putting out all this content, and what that means is I have to be incredibly productive in order to do that. Now, a lot of guys then say to me, well, how do you put out this amount of content and how do I do it myself? Because one of the big problems, I think, with entrepreneurship is a lot of guys, a lot of people want to do it. They want to take control of their life. They want to say goodbye to the boss. They want to be free, blah, 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 but they have a problem with making it happen. And that's for a number of reasons. I mean, you know, let's face it, time is the the ultimate currency really in the world. Time and time is not on anyone's side, you know. We're all pressed for time. But particularly if you're you know, you're coming into this and maybe you're in a relationship or you are in a full-time job or you've got a lot of family commitments, or whatever it is. Time is, is an issue, so there's that. 
and then there's getting that sort of getting that kind of fire in your belly if you like to really say okay I'm, I'm gonna make this happen I'm gonna do it no matter what so what I wanted to do with this book is to try to take my process if you like and download it into your head or into the head of the person who reads the book and in doing that I have to acknowledge that obviously everybody's different my drives are going to be different to yours I'm a very specific sort of sort of person and I was talking actually to, to my mother funnily enough about this yesterday and we were saying you know because what I really want to do is to pass on that kind of slightly addictive personality that I've got that kind of and and I think that's really really helped me in some ways because it's made me the kind of productive guy that I am but how easy that is to transfer you know to to be honest I'm not entirely sure but I do believe that when I explain the process as I do in this book that you will be able to mimic it you'll be able to take the things that I'm saying you'll be able to say okay I understand this intellectually I'm able to uh, incorporate this into my own behaviours and you'll be able to make that leap into that relentless productivity. So what I've done is I sat down and I thought very carefully about you know, my process. I thought about, I tried to break down and sort of reverse engineer how it was that I've been this productive. And I came to a list of seven things. So I've got seven productivity rules or hacks that I go through in the book and what they are are as follows so the first is insane passion the second is make an audacious decision the third is get addicted the fourth is use of jealousy and anger the fifth is ruthlessness the sixth is do stuff when you don't want to and the seventh is work yourself into a frenzy so there you go. Those are the seven steps that I go through in the book. So let's take them all in turn. And I'll just give you a little bit of a flavor of what they're each about. So the first one is insane passion. And in a sense, this is kind of a challenging one because what I basically talk about in this chapter is the fact that you need to be passionate about the thing that you're doing if you want to be really really relentlessly productive and immediately this is a, this can be a problem for some people because you might say well I'm working in this office job I don't like it I you know I, I hate my boss but they've asked me to be more productive so how do I you know what am I going to take from this you know not an easy problem to answer but there's a couple of things here firstly the book is largely i suppose targeted at entrepreneurs so the first thing that i had in mind was people who wanted to go and start their own business maybe their own personal brand business and i do talk a bit about personal brands in the introduction as you'd expect or in the, the early stages of the book as you'd expect but i do go a little bit into what you can do if you're not quite in the position that you, you know, you're running your own thing at the moment. And one idea that I suggest is gamification. Because for me, productivity comes down to being able to do the mundane things as well as the exciting things. So 
even in the work that I do now, I've got certain things which are pretty cool, which are, are fun, like maybe recording a podcast. And I've got other things which are more irksome, if you like, like, say, building a PowerPoint presentation or doing admin work or something like that. So, but the reality is, if you want to be productive, you've got to do all of those things. Uh, another example would be editing a book. So, say I've written a book and it's the third time I'm reading it because I'm going through it and checking for mistakes and commas in the wrong place and things like that. It starts to get a little less fun. But you have to do those things. You have to take the rough with the smooth. And a way to do it, or a way to make yourself fall in love with the process is gamification. So with that, with that, what I mean is, say your job is data entry. Say every day, all you do is copy out rows of figures into a spreadsheet and you populate a spreadsheet and you click a button and it goes into the system and then you do another one and etc. Say you've got a job like that and it's really dull, but you've been told that you need to be more productive. So my suggestion is, or my recommendation is, okay, so in order to do that, make a game of it. So say that your target for the day is that you're supposed to enter 200 sets of details into the spreadsheet. Just arbitrarily say that's, say that's your target. Okay, so why not set yourself the personal challenge of entering 400 details instead? Now, maybe that's impossible, maybe not. But try it anyway, because... In doing that, you're making a game out of what you have to do. You're making a game out of the process. So you're making the process more fun. And that in itself will allow you to spark that passion. It will allow you to spark that kind of insane uh, fervor for, for what needs to be to be done. Because otherwise, it's very hard. Because spreadsheets themselves are not sexy. They're not very exciting. And... The reality is, you know, it's going to be very hard for you to get very excited about it. But if you make a game of it, then that's something else. That is a real way to, you know, to create that passion that you need. The truth is as well, and I talk about this in the chapter, a lot of people go into a sort of shadow career. So I worked in the media for a long time, but I worked in sales in the media. So I worked in magazines and newspapers, but I worked on the commercial sales teams. Now, really what I'd always wanted to do was to be a writer. So really, I wanted to be creating the content. But for many, many years, I wasn't. And I was working in the commercial department. But it was kind of, I was near enough, or I was near to the thing that I really wanted to do, which was, I suppose, to be a journalist. So it sort of satisfied me a bit, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't there. It was close, but no cigar. And when you look at your own life, you might find that that's the case. So for example, if you are you know, a stylist and really you'd always wanted to be a fashion model, then perhaps you are in a shadow career. If you had always wanted to be an actor or say a director, but you are a runner for a film company, then again, maybe that's a shadow career and you haven't quite pushed through yet to your the career that you're really meant to be doing. So what I would encourage you to do is Okay, gamification, if you're stuck in a job that you don't particularly like at the moment, but also look at changing your job. Look at look for the way out. Look at changing your life because you are going to be so much more productive when you love what you do, when you're insanely passionate about it, 
and crucially when you have skin in the game as well. So, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just being honest. The most productive people in the world... I mean, look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk, incredibly productive, but, you know, he's, he's got massive skin in the game. It's his own vision. It's his own company. And, you know, of course he's going to have that degree of productivity. If he worked in a call center in Carlisle, maybe he wouldn't be quite as productive. So, you know, it's a simple point, but it's one I think that perhaps gets put to one side with the fluff of the sort of self-help productivity type literature that we've got out there. So then following on from that, the second point is make an audacious decision. And I really love this idea of audacity. I used that a lot when I was talking a lot about dating, and I think it's absolutely true in business as well. So you've I mean, and I think Donald Trump said it, if, you, if you're going to think, why not think big? There's no point in thinking small. So I put as an example, you need to write down a pledge to yourself. And basically, I wrote, I, Troy Francis, I'm going to be the best writer in the world. Now, whether or not that's the case, whether or not that is, you know, transpires to be true or not, is sort of beside the point, really. What you're doing is you're making a pledge to yourself and you're putting it out there in writing and it's a very audacious pledge as well and once you've done that once you've written it down and you've made that promise to yourself and maybe you write it on a piece on pieces of paper and you stick it up around your house or you stick it on the mirror so you can see it when you're going about your daily business then that's going to stick it in your mind and the effect on your subconscious of that is going to be profound and what's going to happen is that you're going to find yourself naturally becoming more productive as you start to work towards the goal that you set yourself, as you start to walk towards the promise that you've made yourself. Making a decision, which is what you're doing here, is incredibly powerful. So when I say I am going to be a millionaire by the end of 2019, then I have made a decision that that's going to happen. So this is different to saying maybe it's going to happen, I think, I hope it's going to happen. It's making a decision that it's going to happen. So what that does is very, very forcibly signals to your subconscious that this is where, this is the direction of travel and it means that your subconscious is going to be motivated to do absolutely anything in order to get to that place because a decision is not a passing thought, it's an event. It's not something that you... There's no equivocation. It's not something that you say, oh, I made that decision, but then, it, you know. If you make the decision, then it happens, unless you choose to make a different decision further down the line. But assuming you don't, then you are drawing a line in the sand and you are saying this is going to happen. And once you've done that, then you will find yourself becoming naturally a great deal more productive than you were. And that then goes into the next chapter, which is about addiction, so getting addicted. And what I talk about here is the way that addiction operates. Because when you think about it, you think an addict is somebody who maybe they're using heroin and they're sitting on a couch and they're falling asleep and they're kind of a bum and everything else. Well, that might be the case, maybe. But the truth of the matter is that addicts are among the most productive people on the planet when they're in search of their drug of choice. Because think about it like this. If you 
were physically addicted to a chemical, if you were physically addicted to a substance, so that the withdrawing from it could actually cause you to, you know, to have to end up in hospital or even to die, then you are going to do anything and everything that you can to get your hands on that substance. And we all hear about stories about drug addicts who have a three hundred pound a day habit, and somehow they manage to. You know they managed to, to to get the money. They managed to do it. Now they might use dishonest means. They might be robbing people. They might be begging. They might be you know all kinds of things. But nevertheless, they're getting that money. And you know it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying become an, an addict. I'm not saying we should admire these people. But when you look at it, you've got to think. Well, addiction can create huge changes in personality and it can create incredibly powerful motivation and off the back of that incredibly strong productivity so I talk about some of the elements of the addict's character and I say can you take on some of these things yourself so the elements that I identify are an absolute 100% fixation on the end goal tunnel vision a refusal to take no for an answer a do-it-or-die-trying mindset, huge competitiveness, and a feeling of physical unease if you don't get what you want. So can you look at those things and can you take on some of those things yourself? Can you almost as a game, again, gamification, can you start to take those things on board? Can you make them part of your own personality in pursuit of your own productivity goal? I believe that you can. And central to this is establishing your why because you're not going to do that if you don't have a very strong why and I actually in the book call it the blood and guts why and the reason I call it that is because I want it to be very it's something so endemic to you it's something so important this isn't just a sort of passing fancy or a fad this is something that it's it's do or die it's blood or it's blood and guts it's it's incredibly deeply deeply humanly motivating to you so you want to think about your why with whatever it is that you do. So, you know, in your job, okay, you don't like your job very much, but there's a blood and guts reason why you want to get that money. It might be because you want to get married. It might be because you want to take your girlfriend away on a great holiday. It might be because you've got a kid on the way or whatever it is, or looking after your family. Your blood and guts why is the real motivator. So it's not just oh, I want to beat Mr. Jones to the promotion at the end of the year, or I want to get a 3% pay rise. You've got to look deeper than that. You've got to look at the real fundamental why. Why am I doing this? Why is it so important to me? And if it isn't so important to you, then again, you know, maybe you need to look at your life in a larger way. What are you, you know, should you be doing it at all, or should you be trying to get out and do something else? But if you can identify that blood and guts why, then you can connect that to the addictive mindset. So you can focus on it 100%. You can have that tunnel vision and so on. And that will skyrocket your productivity. Number four, I talk about jealousy and anger. Now, it's kind of weird to talk about these things in a a motivational book because generally speaking, we are used to the idea of positivity in all things motivational. And these are clearly negative emotions. But let's be honest about it. Jealousy 
and anger and resentment against other people can be a massive spur as well. Um, it's not something that's necessarily talked about a lot. It's not something we might want to admit to ourselves, but it remains true. If you are jealous of somebody else, that can go one of two ways. You can either say you can either be consumed with anger and bitterness and uh, fear and all of these negative emotions, or you can think, okay, fine. If that person's doing it, I'm going to do everything I can to beat them at their own game. And there's something kind of, in a way, purifying about it. There's something very vital and real about it. And all I'm suggesting here is that you harness those feelings and you turn them to a positive end. Because the reality is you're probably going to feel something of those things anyway. So you might as well make it be a positive thing. And you're going to win through because, you know, they may have things that are, they may do things better than you, but you are you and you are not going to give up because you are relentless and you're a hunter and you are not going to let anybody else beat you. So have that core confidence in yourself. Use that jealousy. Don't let it consume you. Make it a spur for relentless productivity. The next fifth hack is ruthlessness. And this really is about cutting out negative influences in your life. So what I encourage you to do in this chapter is to look at your objectives again and then look at how much time you're spending in pursuit of those objectives. Then consider why it is that you're maybe not spending as much time as you should be and identifying the things that are standing in your way. And then you have to either come to some sort of negotiation with those those things or those people. You have to come to some agreement to say, look, I'm spending too much time at the garden center on Saturday. I need to spend that time building my business. Or you need to be ruthless and you need to remove yourself from that situation. So, you know, a classic example is if you have a relationship and that relationship is preventing you from doing the work that you need to do on the business that you want to build or whatever it is, the book you want to write, the piece of music that you're composing, etc. Then you have to first negotiate with the person to see if you can, you know, if you can build some more time in for the thing that you need to do. And if that's not possible, then sadly, you know, you need to look at that relationship and you need to think, well, does this person really want the same things as me? Does this person really want my have my best interests at heart? And sadly, Sometimes we need to get ruthless if we're going to be as productive as we want to be, if we're going to really hit those end goals that we want. So, you know, not always pleasant, but life is about priorities and we have to look at the priorities we have and we have to do what we need to do in order to get to where we want to get to. And on that note, the sixth hack is do stuff when you don't want to do it so this one's a killer really I mean look you know you're insanely passionate you know where you want to go you've made your decision but as we've said some of the things that you you need to do are tedious and some of them are difficult and we will encounter things like writer's block so I talk a lot about writer's block in this chapter 
you know, it's it's this sort of block to us continuing with our creative work. It's this some sort of mental or it comes in line with procrastination really doesn't it you know it's sort of something that's preventing us from taking the action that we know we want to we need to take and actually you know we want to take as well we don't want to not do the work it's just that something sometimes prevents us so I've heard it said before that the most successful people are those who are willing to do the things that others won't do and, you know, if getting up at 5.30 and filling in an Excel spreadsheet is part of what you've got to do to make your dream happen, then you need to be prepared to do that because it's the person that does that against the people who aren't prepared to do it that's going to win through and, and hit it hit it big and get where they want to get. So, finally, the seventh step, the seventh hack is adopt the frenzy philosophy. Now, what... I'm talking about here is basically with any form of creativity there tends to be broadly two parts there's the creative composition part at the beginning and then there's the editing part afterwards so this can count for many many things even in a business situation you're looking at maybe brainstorming and then you're looking at uh, putting down a more tight business plan with writing you're looking about you're looking at creating that first draft from the blank page and then editing it and making it polished and, and, and nice and ready for other people to read it. Uh, you know, a podcast, you might do a rough version first and then you do your more polished version, so on and so forth. And what I encourage you to do in this chapter is to work yourself into a frenzy, at least in the creative phase, in that first phase, because that's going to be more fun. It's going to you're going to do a lot you're going to get a lot more done in a short period of time and you're going to be more productive as a result now what i do when i write books is i try to get the first draft done as quickly as i possibly can because the the most difficult thing really is getting those marks on the blank page and once you've done that it gets a lot easier because then you know you can edit it you can you know, I, I've written some terrible, terrible paragraphs and sentences and chapters. and But once it's there, then I can rework it. Before it's there, it's difficult because there's nothing, there's nothing there. I'm staring at a blank screen. And the happiest that I am as a creative person is when I am in flow state. So what I'm encouraging you to do really is to get into flow into flow state but I say you need to have some sort of perimeter around it I'm not saying just go mental and start throwing paint at the walls although you can do that if you want but what I recommend is that you use the Pomodoro technique which is what I use so that is a technique whereby you set the clock for 25 minutes and within that 25 minutes you work as hard as you can get everything out you go for it no holds barred, putting out as much content out there as you possibly can. And then when the alarm goes off, you stop and you take a five-minute break. And then you set the alarm again and you go back into it another 25 minutes. And you have these controlled bursts of incredibly wild, <coughs> frenzied activity when you're just getting, you're just putting the contents of your mind out there into the world that you can then 
you know, refine and shape and architect afterwards. And for me, in terms of productivity, this has been incredibly, incredibly helpful because, as I say, it makes it more fun. It just, it really does. That, those parts are the fun parts. The creative bits are the really, really fun, enjoyable bits that we kind of all get into this kind of work for. Um, but you've got some boundaries around it. And then after that, you go to the more cerebral parts where you are shaping that work and making it fit for human consumption. But you might as well do the first bits as quickly as you can. And working yourself into a frenzy is a fantastic way of doing that. Because again, you're, you're emboldening yourself. You're bringing that passion into it. And really, if you can tap into that, then you're going to move mountains. And you are going to be more productive naturally as a result. So that's a quick whistle-stop tour through the seven different elements that I identify, the seven different hacks, if you like, for relentless productivity. Those are, that is a summation really of my process of how I've got to the point of what I would say is a pretty high level of productivity. I'm trying to think of um, other people in a similar space to me who've released as much content as I have this year. And I, I can't really, I mean, they may be there. I'm not saying they're not, but I put a lot of content out there. Now, granted, I've been working on it full-time, so I've had a lot more time this year than I have before. But, you know, nevertheless, um, that's a lot of content. And, you know, there needs to be a method to get to that. And this is the method. So I go into a hell of a lot more detail on all of these things in the book itself. I know you're going to love it. I know you are going to find it incredibly useful if you are trying to build out that dream life that you want, that we all want. You want that freedom from working the nine to five, that freedom from your boss. You want the ability to be based wherever you like in the world, to work on projects you love, to date who you like ultimately, and to live a life of freedom, which we all want now. Freedom, (coughs) excuse me, bit of a cough. Freedom, incredibly important. But to get to freedom you need to have process and relentless productivity gives you that process in an easy to fun easy to read 100 or so page pdf book so if you want that book and why the hell wouldn't you it's pretty bloody awesome then sign up for my daily email i'll leave the link below in the uh, notes for this just hit the link, go through, enter your details, you'll be subscribed to the email list, and then once you've got that subscription through, just drop me an email, just respond to the email from me, hit me back an email, say, hi Troy, would love a copy of the book, and I will send you the PDF of the book, and you've got it, and that's it for free. And as I say, you're saving £40 from that because that would be the recommended retail price if I sold it through my site so there you go so I hope you found that useful I hope you found that food for thoughts as I say do sign up for the email list do get your copy of the book and I will speak with you again next time bye bye